Earners, what's up? Look, as an entrepreneur, the dream is to earn a living doing what you love. But let's face it, turning that dream into reality is no small feat. That's where Kajabi steps in, transforming challenges into opportunities. I've been there, juggling every aspect of my business, wishing for a simpler way to diversify revenue and grow my brand. Then Kajabi changed the game. It's an all-in-one platform that empowered me to not just build, but thrive. With Kajabi, creating online courses, membership sites, and more became not just possible, but easy. And the best part? I kept 100% of what I earned, thanks to Kajabi's no-commission policy. But Kajabi isn't just about tools. It's about building a profitable business with the support of robust analytics, easy payment options, and customizable templates all without needing a huge team or audience. Join me and thousands of entrepreneurs making six or seven figures on Kajabi, regardless of your audience size. If you're ready to turn your passion into profit, Kajabi is your next step to success. So what are you waiting for? Build, grow, and keep what you earn with Kajabi. Start your journey today. And right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash earn. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash earn. Kajabi.com slash earn. And join the entrepreneurs and creators who've made over $6 billion. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over there now. Earners, what's up? Look, this episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. What's the best way to help you and your finances thrive? The answer can be overwhelming with all the financial misinformation out there. Fortunately, you can turn to NerdWallet's objective finance journalists to set things straight and help you make smart decisions with your money. I can't front. The nerds have helped me get smarter about a few things, like planning my tax bills so that I don't dread April every year, or making a budget that's balanced, not just buying sneakers and fly clothes, or saving on travel because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night or maybe a five-star dinner. Or boosting my credit score, since we all know credit is like the real-life cheat code. The nerds also explain the real impact that the latest financial headlines can have on your life. You'll get the clarity you need to make smart decisions with confidence. Smart money is the smartest way to get even smarter about money. Let NerdWallet's trusted experts untangle today's web of financial misinformation. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you? Well, thank you. So you said um, that 95% of the customers of the world are outside of America. And obviously we met you in Ghana. Um, and, you know, obviously you were on uh, Obama, Obama's team and now you're, you're with the Chamber of Commerce. So you have a good perspective of businesses, black businesses in America, right? What do you think are some of the issues that, let's talk about black businesses specifically um, when it comes to black businesses? Because I have a theory that a lot of black businesses just start, they start the wrong type of business, right? They're not scalable. They're not designed to reach uh, international audience. They're more like mom and pop local um, situations where you just become an employee of your, of just yourself. And that's difficult to scale. So looking at it from, you know, your view, what are some of the things that black businesses are doing wrong and how can they improve to compete in this global economy that we're in now? You know, you're right. I mean, I mean, the reality is most black owned businesses are small. I mean, one, two, three employees, they're in, in services, professional services and, and in that nature. You know, I think I think part of the problem is that we've not been exposed to some of this knowledge. 
And and it is that exposure, I think, that is extremely important. I mean, again, I mean, you think about the international marketplace where 95 percent consumers are. Nobody ever taught me uh, how to think about exporting an international trade. I mean, it was when I uh, after the, the, the day after the inauguration of President Obama and I was one of the architects of his first campaign, we didn't have a commerce secretary. And I was asked to go hold down the fort at the United States Department of Commerce. And probably within you know, you know, three, four months, the international department approached me as the highest ranking official at the Department of Commerce and says, you know, because you're the highest ranking political appointee from President Obama, you're going to have to lead this trade mission to India. Hell, I, I've never really been much out of the United States and continental. I'm not counting Bahamas and places like that. So that was my really first experience and understanding and going to Mumbai and Chennai and New Delhi and places like that and understanding even the, you know, the idea of being exposed to trade and business in another country. And, and since then, I've been totally immersed in it. But my point in saying that, you know, one of the barriers or one of the ways we just have to rethink how we do business, that means how we start businesses, follow the money, follow the opportunities. And again, I think, you know, the, Foreign and exporting is a unique and new but valuable opportunity. To, it must be to our growth strategy. And, you know, and, and this, you know, one of the issues I got oftentimes with, with, with leaders, I mean, you know, whether it's, I mean, you all, I've heard you all talk about our political leaders. I mean, folks don't come to our churches and communities talking about China and India and trade and exporting. Uh, and we have to change that and demand the conversation that brings more dialogue and knowledge and access and resources from all of these federal agencies. Good friend of mine, Rita Jo Lewis, who's the first black woman chair of the Export Import Bank. Most people in America don't even know what that is. And so you know, one of the goals that I have is like bridging this knowledge gap uh, with the information that exists uh, and getting that information to our black owned enterprise across the country. It's just a knowledge gap as well. Because we know we don't have a lack of businesses, but we do have a lack of high growth businesses that are competing in these in industries that are not only shaping and changing America, but shaping and changing the world. You, you spoke about the exposure piece, and I think that's vitally important, right? And the education comes with that, right? When you go to new places, you get to learn new things. So you spoke about India in China, but we met you in Africa. So I want to know your thoughts around the rising economies there, the workforce, the opportunities, right? When we're talking about import, export, we're talking about business development. What are your thoughts around Africa and maybe specifically in, in Ghana? Listen, I think Africa, um, you know, is, is, the, is the new economy of the world. Uh, you know, we have a whole U.S. Africa business center at the U.S. Chamber of Commerce that strategically focuses on countries across the continent of Africa. And, you know, whether it's Ghana or Rwanda or other parts of, of Africa, it's just rich with opportunity. I mean, you mentioned workforce. I think one of the most fascinating things that 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 we need to recognize is the average age across the continent is only 19 years of age. And when you think about mm -hmm. the aging workforce in America, uh, uh, it, it, the, the, the workforce uh, is shrinking. It's becoming younger. The workforce in other countries around the world is shrink is shrinking. We have to think about Africa and these young people as being the future of work, not just across the continent, but around the world. So I just think Africa is just rich with opportunity. And you, you're right, even in Ghana. I mean, I spent a lot of time meeting with some of the local entrepreneurs there. 
And, 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 you know, one of the things I've learned is, again, it's not a lack of innovators and entrepreneurs, but it's capital and a small amount of capital that we can get into the hands of some of those young innovators and entrepreneurs in Ghana is just invaluable. So we're working on that part and that, that whole construct or ecosystem that I talked about, talked about uh, and getting more of uh, 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 black owned business to connect to the corporate supply chain that actually extends across the diaspora. Uh, and that is one of my priorities as well. How can we get those uh, entrepreneurs in the continent doing business a- across the diaspora? And so, uh, yeah, I think Africa is the future. I really believe that. And the data is clear. Uh, and I think we have to lean in on America policy, but as well as drive more American investment uh, into Africa and understand for us as entrepreneurs what the opportunities to export from Africa could mean to the United States and across the world. Um, if someone's inspired tonight watching you, what would be like the five best businesses to build in Ghana or on the continent of Africa for this year and this decade? But you know, I, I, I think I think it's just everything, man. I you know, obviously the number one, if you look at again, where investment, and that's one of the measures that I look at from the United States and other countries, energy. It's it just huge. Africa has such a tremendous need for energy. Uh, I mean, you guys have been a, across the continent, I imagine. It's not uncommon for you to lose power you know, at night. or uh, this, And you cannot have business without sources of energy. So I think in energy, uh, whether that's in solar or other types of energy, is just is wide open. I think in infrastructure is another area that's just rich with opportunity. I mean, you don't have to travel too far, uh, you know, from Accra, Ghana, or another rural parts to know that, you know, the roads and bridges and how we think of infrastructure to include the technology infrastructure is just wide open for investment and opportunity. Another area that, uh, uh, you know, I think sometimes we sleep on uh, is it kind of demystifying the products that we can export from Africa, uh, not only in terms of, 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 of raw minerals and and all of the, uh, all of those kinds of things. But what about clothing? And, and I mean, I, I've been working with a sister from Africa on her shea butter exports. And it's just all kind of products like that. I, 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 I laugh and I, I laugh at myself because I got fascinated with this certain brand of cookie that's made in Africa that's more healthy than perhaps a lot of cookies. And I have a cookie addiction. But imagine if we can get a product like that in corporate supply chains. I don't know. You know, you know, it's not uncommon. Obviously, when you're flying on an airplane, you always get that little Biscoff cookie. I'm trying to disrupt yeah. that. And you get just small things like that that we just don't think about. The products that we can import from the continent of Africa and Ghana in particular, because that's where you know you, we all met. Uh, I just think it's rich. But you have to rethink. And then the last thing I want to say about Africa, and, and you know, we have a whole roadshow uh, called Advancing with Africa. Some of this is about demystifying and debunking our perception of Africa. And, and, and so we have a whole effort to try to demystify and, and, and debunk a lot of the perceptions that we have about the continent. But you've been there. I mean, you saw it firsthand. I mean, Africa is just rich with economic opportunity. And we're going to lean in on it. Yeah, I, I just I, I want to add to that, too. I just feel like because that's a common question. Um, I feel like the best thing that people can do is go to yes. any country. But like, let's say Ghana, go to Ghana just as a tourist and just make observations. 
I was just there just making observations. As you said, the infrastructure, that's one of the things that I noticed. And a lot of times, most people will look at something as like, oh, this, the road is bad. But an entrepreneur look at it like that's an opportunity, opportunity. to start paving yep. roads, right? Or like they don't really have sidewalks. Okay, that's an opportunity for sidewalks. There's one thing that I noticed that I don't want to speak about publicly because I actually have an idea about this, but um, I just got to figure out. But I say that to say, I think that everybody should go if you're interested, because that's a question that you get like, what, what business should I start? What business should I start? We met at, we met somebody that um, was telling us about a, a, a gentleman that started a porta porta potty business and made millions of dollars off of porta potties because there was no porta potties in Ghana at that time. Then all the construction sites, you know, you need porta potties. Who's thinking about that? Right? Like this hard. It would be hard for somebody to tell you go to Africa and start a porta potty business, but. If you're if you're in the business and you go there yeah, and you realize that there's no porta potties, then you might say, "Oh, hmm, this this is a business that's worth starting." But there's so many, I think, things that um, are needed, right? Um, that it's really up to you to kind of figure out what you're passionate about, what you have knowledge about, what you have relationships about. But the best way, like you said, just to de just to demystify the situation is to actually get on the ground, talk to the locals take a trip, ride, see what's going on, be observant. And then you as an intelligent person can kind of make your own decision. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.